It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Great to have you, everybody. JT, hour number two, brought to you by Ihole, the new international award-winning ultra-premium tequila with the smooth taste and the fun name. We're working with Ihole as the official tequila of our show on Raider Nation Radio, also the official tequila of the Henderson Silver Knights. And what a great day for Ihole on Cinco de Mayo because they're from Tequila, Mexico, which is obviously the birthplace of tequila. Ihole is smooth, easy to drink, straight on the rocks in your favorite cocktail. It's spelled H-I-J-O-L-E. Ihole. We appreciate them kicking off this hour as we get going. And I'm excited today. It's a beautiful day. Excited to be back. I was up at Fred Bolitnikoff's event. He posted some really good pictures on his Facebook page. And Fred's in the wine business now. So I really like the wine. He had beautiful wine. At his event, and it's all for sale on the Bolitnikoff page at Facebook, and you'll catch the wine over at the Raiders Tavern and Grill, along with the wine of the great Charles Woodson. So some of the Raider legends are getting in that wine business, which is good to see. Steph McKenzie, the queen of the Raider Nation, will join us in a little bit, as she does on Wednesdays as we continue, and we'll get your phone calls on the signing of Casey Hayward which happened yesterday, which I think is a really big signing for the Raiders. Fields a need, veteran, two-time Pro Bowl captain for the Chargers under Gus Bradley. Seems like a great fit. Let's get out to Dave in Denver. How are you, Dave? What's happening? I'm doing good. I couldn't call in yesterday. Your show was too packed full of information. You just nailed it yesterday. Going, talking about, you know, Freddie's event, the one golf event, it's on my bucket list, and I hope someday I can get out there to that. But some of these callers that want to go ahead and say that three picks or whatever, just throw the boat and the baby in the bathwater to try to get somebody like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they're paying any attention. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in the last nine years had 53 losses. He was winning division championships with a division that has the Detroit Lions in it. Now, give me a break. This defense that the Raiders have put together nearly swept the champion Chiefs last year, eight points away from owning the division. And this defense is going to be better. There's no doubt about it. I say bring on Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos. It ain't Peyton Manning number two. There's no way that the Broncos are going to do what the Chiefs do. And there's no way that that would be the biggest worry about the Raiders. So the Raiders should go ahead and pull the trigger and get him so that the Broncos just don't have him. I think it's all a bunch of poppycock. This is ridiculous. So folks that want to go ahead and say that, you know, throw two or three picks right away. Why didn't Miami do that if he was, you know, the next coming? If Miami had two first-round picks. You can tell me that team wouldn't have been an instant player if Rodgers went there and they wouldn't have any picks to go ahead and give him the next year. There's all kinds of places that Rodgers could go and have a chance to go ahead and be a playoff contender. Maybe Denver's one of them, but I don't think so. All right, great phone call. Uh, I think, Dan, I disagree with you. I think Denver's the fit for Aaron Rodgers. I think the conversation of a block – a block is very important, even though I hope it doesn't happen. Look, we can all sit here. Why don't we do this? We can all sit here for the next month or the next two months, and we can all just sit here and hope and pray that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to go to Denver. That's one way to do a radio show. 
well, we can sit here and we can debate the topic and talk about it and find a way to keep him out of Denver. And the reason why there's a lot of NFL insiders who are interested in Aaron Rodgers in a conversation to the Raiders is because they know John Gruden doesn't need him. They know Derek Carr is good. They know Derek Carr is very good. But they know Aaron Rodgers makes the Raiders better. And that's why this is a conversation for rational people who can handle this topic. And again, everything that I'm saying is pro-car. It's pro-car. But there's got to be some type of blockade scenario that we work through so we have the ability, so if it happens, we're not sitting here in shock. Because if we are here in shock, I might just leave the radio and go over to the FM side and be, you know, the traffic update for Steph McKenzie on Fox and McKenzie because I, I might need a job. If I keep getting this stuff wrong, Steph, about who's going where or the blockade of Aaron Rodgers, do you got a job for me? I'll come in studio and do traffic. I'll always, always find a job for you. But I just have two cents because you know I have to have two cents when it comes to the Broncos. I get what you're saying as far as your pro car because you've always been that way, and I can attest to that for everyone listening. I just don't think that he's the fit, A, for the Raiders. I've always said that because I think that the Raiders have really developed, especially with Gruden and Carr together, to be a team. Not one is more than the other. And he is too much of a princess, and everyone in Denver, they're a bunch of princesses too, so good riddance. Go do your thing. Yeah, but you'd have to be concerned if Rodgers coming off an MVP takes a Denver team with a great defensive secondary and a team that has given the Raiders fits, especially with Peyton Manning. That makes Denver better, and it makes the road much more difficult, I believe, in the AFC West. If he doesn't show up in Denver – and I hope he doesn't come to the Raiders. If he doesn't go to Denver, then we don't have to worry about it, and we could get back to talking about Carr competing against Mahomes. But I think you're only as good as the next game coming up, in my opinion. That's okay. my opinion. Yes, I do think that, yeah, he was MVP, this, that, and the other, but I think you're only as good as that next game. Who knows what he's going to do this year? Okay, yeah, it might be more difficult, but I think that we have so many great weapons on our team, and that I loved the draft. I think we're ready to go. Steph McKenzie joins us, 97-1 The Point. Fox and McKenzie, the best morning show here in town. I've said that forever since the first time I heard it, even when you're not talking and you're playing rock music, as I was hearing the other day, which was great. Hey, you texted me about a half hour after the Casey Hayward announcement. He comes over cornerback from the Chargers, and I know you're excited because he played for Gus Bradley, and you're a big fan of this new Gus Bradley revamp in the secondary. I love this. Well, first of all, let me tell you a little bit why I love Gus Bradley. He's uh, from North Dakota State. You know I was born in Minot, North Dakota. So, yes. boom. <laughs> Did you know that? I did know that. You've told us that, yes. Yeah, so I love that a little bit. But I also love that he also brought that defense up to the top ten, and he's bringing it over to the Raiders and bringing people that already can fit with what he's going to do and explode with the Raiders. I mean, how can you not have a win-win situation? This is the perfect. You nailed it, Steph McKenzie. It's a win-win. Gus gets a guy who knows the system, who can teach the other younger players. Raiders have a lot of youth in their secondary, and he could be the on-field teacher. That's exactly how I see this. So you went to the Raiders draft party as I was at the Henderson facility. What would you think? I know there was restrictions where you could go or not, but you went with a lot of our teammates here at Lotus. Seemed like everybody had a good time. Okay, first of all, to see the Raiderettes on the field for the first time was awesome. Of course, it was all classic rock they were jamming to. And the Who lights it up before our first pick. 
and the emblem lights up. I mean, I can describe it and I can tell everyone how amazing it was because we were getting a little bit of the inside of what's going to happen on game day. But man, mm-hmm. everybody's got to go. I was just like, yes, this is so, I like, I want a game tomorrow. <laughs> I knew you would love it. The draft party was really well. Too bad more people couldn't attend. Now let's jump in on Cinco de Mayo. Give us your history in Vegas of Cinco de Mayo. You work very early in the morning, which is very good for you because you can enjoy the day festivities, which I think that's what it's about. And you can't go too late in the night because you got the show tomorrow. Give me your backstory on Cinco de Mayo. Well, usually I think a few things. Fremont Street is pretty awesome because we have those yard-long you know, <laughs> souvenirs that you can get, and they fill them with either frozen margaritas. Fat Tuesday was always a fun place to be at. Um, and then any establishments around town, we're always doing such like two for one on margaritas. Um, my two cents for you, JT, because I'm going to get you into Patron or any tequila on the rocks, mm-hmm. is to have anything on the rocks with salt and a lime. Just squeeze it fresh. They can't squeeze it for you. You have to squeeze it. That makes the perfect margarita. You know, we have Iole, our new, you're the voice of it too, tequila sponsor. And everybody talks about how refreshing it is and how low calories and impact. See, I just think the impact is heavy. If you have a lot of tequila back to back to back, I mean, you got you to gotta have a wooden leg to do that. But a lot of people say it's refreshing yes. with the garnish and the, the lime and it's a lot less cal- calories and people enjoy it. Yeah, do it on the rocks because then you get a little bit of the water in it. So you're getting both sides. You get some water. You get a great buzz on. It's a great refreshing drink. It's awesome. Steph McKenzie, as we wrap it up, I know you got a couple of remotes coming up. Where can everybody see you? Well, I'm going to be out tonight, but I want to tell you, you know, Vegas, for everyone listening throughout the world, man, Vegas is opening up. I was at Treasure Island two weeks ago, JT. I had some family in town visiting there. You know what makes me so happy to see Vegas open up? I know you're going to laugh at me, is to see the characters and the showgirls and all the Star Wars characters after May 4th yesterday. You can get pictures with them. They were all over the strip. Lastly, you know I've been kind of raging on Twitter about the fact that the Palms, I knew the Palms were for sale, and then they were just bought up by an Indian casino, which I'm thrilled about because I didn't like the management. I didn't like the fact that it was closed. I I didn't like the fact that the great workers at the Palms were unemployed or on unemployment. And now there's new ownership there. I think it's really important because we've had great memories there. And if you look at the Palms from the beginning with Maloops and all the big events that they had and the Ghost Bar and Rain and Nine Steakhouse and the rooms and the basketball suite and all of it, I just hope it's managed better this time because it's got some recent history here in town and I want to get back to it. Well, and I think they have such a great space not only for concerts but for nightclubs, for great restaurants. For that, their pool is amazing, and they I don't think they did it well when they renovated that whole place. Yeah. And how much was that? I can't even remember oh. how much they redid that. Oh. And then they had all those concerts there. Remember when they opened up and everyone was raging about it? It was supposed to be awesome, and you couldn't get in, and the security wasn't running it right. It was just such a bummer. It was, but do you think you, you mentioned that would be the, the Pearl, that concert's uh, venue at the Pearl is fantastic. I was always a hard rock guy. Virgin kept the same arena, and they updated it. But, man, we've seen some good concerts over the year at Pearl. Beautiful, beautiful space, right? 
Yeah, that place, there's not a bad seat in the place at all there. I've seen so many great concerts from country to rap to, of course, the best of classic rock. So I know you got to go, but let me tell you real quick, I'm going to be out tonight. So when you get off or in between all of what you do, you can come join me on Water Street. You know they've renovated Water Street here in Las Vegas in Henderson. I'm going to be at Mojave Brewing Company. VGK plays at 5. We're going to have them on the big screen. Thanks to Finley, uh, Volkswagen, VW, because it's a VW hangout, prizes, all kinds of stuff from 4 to 7 today. This is a big hockey game. They have to win this game. They have to. We have to win this game. It's a big one. We'll send everybody out there. Thanks, Steph. Have a good Cinco de Mayo. Hey, I got to tell you real quick. You know how I'm superstitious, right? Yeah. I put gold glitter in my hair for the win tonight. <laughs> that will that will do it. That will change the puck line <laughs> and how people bet the game. Take care. There she is. Have a good night. You're the queen of the Raider Nation, Steph McKenzie, a diehard Raider fan who despises the Broncos. And she said, good riddance to the Broncos. Good riddance to the Broncos. Let them get Aaron Rodgers. And I've gotten a little bit of that today. Few people have said that. What do you think? We're kind of wide open the rest of the way. Nick Ferguson's going to join us, the former safety, who has a sports talk show in Denver on maybe the landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Your phone call, 702-365-9200. Yeah, I got to do my show tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. It's usually 7 to 10, but we all got moved up an hour for Cinco de Mayo. So I'll be working from 6 to 9 and then uh, hopefully enjoy a bucket of Modelo's and celebrate this great holiday. Black Hole Cisco. I want to thank him for inviting me out to the Westgate this past Saturday. That was a lot of fun with Jay Schrader and the great Phil Villapiano. Cisco, how are you? I'm well, JT. And hey, right back at you, man. Thanks for coming out. You know, seeing some old faces. People were happy to see you. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of a black hole reunion, wouldn't you say? It was great. I mean, to see Violator and Gorilla Rilla and everybody who was there and get a chance to connect and Raider Man giving the oath and, you know, being able to sit there. I brought a buddy with me, and he was blown away. I brought my buddy Billy Cancun with me, and he looked around. He was, we were talking to Phil for a good half hour before Phil went on stage. He was telling great stories, but just a family event, great atmosphere. I know you got a great partnership with Corona and everybody who was there, and especially the Westgate, they really throw a nice party for you in the theater there. Yeah, they did. They did. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, again, thanks for coming out, JT. Appreciate it very much. And, uh, yeah, we did have a great time. How was the band? What about the band? I thought the band was great. I know you and Black Hole Rob found the band on Fremont Street. Tell us about them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We were here, uh, you know, doing some, uh, doing what we do, just kind of researching Vegas, seeing how we could uh, adapt the black hole to Sin City. And afterwards, we, you know, I wrapped up everything and we're, uh, you know, Rob's first time to Vegas and we were just hitting, hitting Fremont Street and grabbing some cold ones and the band was rocking on the stage and they just hit after hit and we were like, wow, we went over there and just started watching them for a good half hour. And uh, after that, we kind of exchanged some numbers, and you know, looks like what's the uh, name? What's like, the name of the band? Because the the huh? lead singer had a better voice than Vince Neil, and I've seen <laughs> Vince Neil. He was better than Vince Neil. I can promise <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. His name is Tony Marquez, and the band is called TMB for Tony Marquez Band. Excellent. They were great. What did yeah. you think of the Aaron Rodgers car conversation quickly? I know you want to hit on it. You know, yeah, yeah, I do want to touch on that really quick. And you know what, man? Um, Aaron's great, but people are going back on, on what he did previously in his previous career. If we were talking Aaron Rodgers five years ago, I'd be all in. I'd be all in. I'd say, yeah, give up Mariota, give up Carr, you know, but no, you know, 
uh, Aaron is one hit away from retirement, in my opinion. And he's probably got maybe, maybe two seasons left. And you're going to give up Carr and, and some other draft picks and things like that for, for, for a guy that we're only going to probably have for possibly two years? No, it's ridiculous. It's, it, yeah. Go back and do some homework. No, you're kidding me. Kidding me. All right. That's a strong, strong statement on Carr Stang. Appreciate the call. There he is. Cisco of the Black Hole. Appreciate it. And again, uh, good to see so many cool guys out in town in Vegas from the Black Hole over at the Westgate as we have a nice partnership with our beer relationship with Modelo and Corona and everything that we're doing here on the show. 888-623-3646. If you listen to this show, and I know you have for a long time, you're going to hear Aaron Rodgers talk until Aaron Rodgers is not available. Not because I want him in the silver and black. I'm concerned about Denver and Denver getting him. So if you look at my priority list the rest of the summer, as the summer's right around the corner, we get the summer early here because we bake like potatoes in July and August. But when it gets to end of May into June, where the cap hit will be less for the Green Bay Packers, where they'll be more apt to trade them if they're going to do it, it's going to be a frenzy. It's going to be a frenzy, and all the other shows, the national shows, are talking about it every day. I'll mix it in when there's relevant news. When there's not relevant news, we'll move on because we'll have a lot of Raider content here. I wish Raider practice started today and there were no restrictions. I'd love to see this new defense on the field. i really like to see how Gus Bradley is going to set up this defense and what they're going to look like from the back end up to the defensive line, especially the defensive tackle position. If I was a defensive tackle or a defensive end on the Raiders, I'd make sure I was in the best shape of my life because there are going to be some ugly cuts on cut down day where players are going to get cut and they thought they were going to be on this team because the competition is going to be fierce on this defensive side and there's not going to be enough positions available for all the players that the Raiders brought in. Good luck with the practice squad. I don't talk much about that. I'm talking about the 53, what they're going to be able to do to compete and get after the quarterback and do a great job knocking down balls and making plays in the secondary. Wow, big baseball game last night. I want to get to Yankees and the Astros. And I love the reaction from the Yankee fans on those cheating scoundrels from Houston. There's only 10,000 fans at Yankee Stadium. But they were loud. They were intense. They were ready to go. We'll get into that. And is LeBron James worried about playing in the play-in game? What happens if the Lakers have to play the Warriors in a play-in game and it doesn't work out well? There's a chance that could be happening, and that's a big deal. The only dealer in Las Vegas, Henderson, to offer zero down for 60 months on those beautiful Elantras. It's the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. They'll deliver the vehicle to your home or office, never having to step foot into the dealership, which I love to go to. Stress-free buying. Buy a new car. It's as easy as buying an iPhone. It's the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. Boulder Highway in Henderson. I'll just say this, you know, first of all, I'm not going to get into contract specifics, but Aaron's our guy. Um, he's going to be our quarterback for the foreseeable future. We're excited about, you know, kind of the things we're going to try to accomplish here over the next couple of years. So um, we certainly think that um, 
you know, with the contract that you're kind of talking about is something we'll work through. We're going to have to do probably a few things with different contracts as we as we head towards the season and through the season to make sure that our salary cap situation, not only this year, uh, but in 2022 um, is square. So um, we're not done yet. We've done a lot to get here. Uh, we've kind of been doing things as we go and we will continue to do that as we go. It's a tough position to be in. JT, back with you. What happens here with the rift? What is going on with Aaron Rodgers going forward? How ugly can it get? And it could get really ugly going forward as that's the GM of the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers, is Aaron Rodgers going to make this all about him? How is it going to play it out? And no one really knows. No one really knows because we went through this exact scenario, very close scenario with Brett Favre. So they have the model in play. And Gutenkunst, the GM, you just heard from him, Brian Gutenkunst is a guy that all he wants to do is do his job. He wants to get Aaron Rodgers better players, but the problem is he hedged wrong. He thought that Aaron Rodgers did not have anything left in the tank. He didn't think he had anything left, and he got it wrong, and Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Aaron Rodgers wasn't good. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP and played in the NFC Championship game. The year before, he played the Niners in the Championship game. Aaron Rodgers is fine. He's got several years left at this level, several but he doesn't want to play there anymore. If he doesn't want to play there anymore, he's under contract. He's got to hope that Green Bay caters to him. And there's a good chance that Green Bay might just tell him to go kick rocks. There's a chance that Green Bay could tell Aaron Rodgers, look, Aaron, we're not letting you go. We dealt with this crap with Brett Favre. We're not doing it again. You go figure out what you want to do. And if you don't like it here, you can sit. Or you can retire. And he could retire. Nick Ferguson Kind enough to join us. One of my favorite guests who frequently comes on both my radio shows. He's with the fan in Denver. And he was a coach in the league and a really good safety who played safety for the Denver Broncos. And he's kind enough to join us on Raider Nation Radio. Nick, uh, thanks for coming on with your show going on today also. What's the vibe on the ground in Denver about Aaron Rodgers? What are all the fans saying? Well, Broncos fans are really happy about the idea of Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver, but they don't want to get their hopes up too high because they don't want to be disappointed. And I totally understand because everyone is still, uh, I guess, upset. I'm not one of those individuals that George Payton did not take Justin Fields at nine when he was still on the board, and maybe he did not take him. Because, one, he has Teddy Bridgewater, who he's familiar with, and also they were already working on trying to get Aaron Rodgers here in the deals with the Green Bay Packers. So we are excited here. It is a great time. I'm hoping that uh, it ends with Aaron Rodgers joining the Denver Broncos because I've had this debate on my show here, the Nick and Cecil show, much to the chagrin of many people in Broncos country, but I said, if Peyton, if, excuse me, let me back up. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, he's going to probably throw for more touchdowns than Peyton Manning tossed in 2013, where he tossed 55 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So I am rooting for Aaron Rodgers via Bronco. 
Yeah, I think it's a big topic. I think it is huge. I think it's important. And you know, Nick, with me in Vegas, the Raiders have a top nine quarterback. I always say that because I respect Derek Carr. His his numbers have been unbelievable when healthy. He goes into the fourth year in the Gruden system. They got him a whole bunch of weapons and Waller and Ruggs and Renfro and everybody that they got. And Carr, as you know, I think you'd agree, he's not the problem here in Vegas. So Carr is very good. But you would think the Raiders have to look at Aaron Rodgers just as a block to play chess and block him from going to Denver at the least, right? Well, yeah, you, you look at that as being a possibility, but then you have to step back into reality and say, okay, well, you already have two quarterbacks in Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota on that roster. So if you're not making a strong, realistic push, for Aaron Rodgers, you might as well just focus on your team. And when you look at, you know, what the Raiders were able to do in the draft this year, it proved that, you know, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, they didn't feel as though Derek Carr was the problem. It's the fact that you guys couldn't really stop anyone on the defensive side of the ball. That's why he drafted, you know, so many guys on, a, on defense. But Aaron Rodgers makes any situation that much better because you know you have a reliable quarterback who is a three-time MVP, but as it pertains to the Las Vegas Raiders, you guys seem well with what you have at quarterback in Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. So don't even worry about Aaron Rodgers. Let him just come on to the Denver Broncos, and that way we don't have this back and forth. So nobody in Denver, we're talking to Nick Ferguson, former safety, who played with the Broncos, and Nick, there's no one in Denver who – would scratch their head and say, don't do this. It's too much to give up X amount of players plus a first-round pick for two years in a row. I mean, no one would think that. Everybody should be on board in Denver. I don't see anybody disagreeing with this master plan. Well, the only person that would disagree, JT, would be a player. If you are one of the players that are currently on this roster and then now they're saying, well, they're going to ship you off to Green Bay to entice uh, the Packers to make a move, then you are the one that's a little disgruntled. But when you ask, you know, Broncos country, they're like, hey, look at the roster, figure out any guy you want. You just pick and choose whoever you want, how many you want, and we will ship them to you. And the way that I look at it, I said, well, even I have a threshold as far as where I'm willing to go. If we're talking about maybe two, three first-rounders and the player, I can see that. But you don't want to mortgage too much of your future where we're talking – four or five first-rounders, oh, and by the way, let's throw in a couple of players. No, you, you have to have a breakoff point. But when it comes to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you definitely want to toss everything out there and see what sticks. Yeah, I agree with you. We're talking to Nick Ferguson, kind enough to join us. So, Nick, do you think where do you think Rodgers is in his life at 37 with an MVP compared to Tom Brady at 43? And most important, where Peyton Manning came to Denver – with a very serious neck surgery where some people thought he'd never play again. Do you, do you think Rodgers is a good investment for the Broncos for three or four years or a two- or three-year deal? How long do you think he wants to play? No, I would go three or four because you want to make sure you spread that money out over a couple of years so you don't take a major cap hit at the very beginning. And Aaron Rodgers is saying, okay, I'm 37, and my skill set I feel is, is so much more superior than Tom but he's a 43-year-old quarterback that made history switching teams and winning a Super Bowl at 43, right? And he beat me. So that's giving him hope 
that he can play far beyond the age of 40. And then we look at Peyton Manning, like you said. Manning came in with a couple of medical issues. And Peyton was never the, the fleetest of foot, couldn't really move around in the pocket, would sacrifice himself on sacks. So Rodgers is thinking like, man, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm much better than Peyton Manning right now, so why not give me a three-, four-year deal? And then, if, and then that time, if the Broncos go on to, to, to play in two Super Bowls, I think it was worth it. Wrapping it up with Nick Ferguson. Nick, it's important because – you know, when we brought in, when we brought you in here, I'm looking at all the quarterback opportunities for Rodgers, and the only obvious one for everybody is Washington, because Washington seems to have a void there. They didn't draft a top quarterback. They don't have a top quarterback there, but everyone else, even landing spots that could have made sense for Aaron Rodgers, San Francisco could have made a lot of sense. It could have made sense for him. I don't think New England would have made sense. Belichick might have looked at that, but they got Mac Jones and Cam Newton. He's not going to play in Chicago. That's their natural rival. He's not going to go to a real bad team because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's not going for a team that played in the NFC Championship to a doormat. So I can't believe how many vacancies have closed up now. It's no vacancy around the league with all the free agent quarterback moves like Stafford and Goff everything we've seen with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, there's not a lot of openings for the great Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position. Why? And that's the reason why Denver looks so lucrative for so many reasons. You have a guy who's been in this business, two guys, one in George Payton and Vic Fangio, and they know the style of play that you bring to the table. Also, they know that if you play great defense and you run the ball well, you definitely have an opportunity to win. You add Aaron Rodgers to that mix, it is almost like baking a cake. You pour you pour in the milk, you pour the eggs, the butter, just stir and bake. It's that type of scenario. And when you look at other teams around the league, you said, yes, they have pretty much dried up. Right now, we don't really have a solidified quarterback here in Denver. If it's not Aaron Rodgers, for me, then it's Teddy Bridgewater, and he's on a three-year, he's on a one-year deal, and he's making three million dollars. So it works perfect for every person involved. But this is the the best situation for Aaron. He's not that far from California. He doesn't have to pay the California type of tax, and then also he's close to Hollywood because he's he's going to marry a Hollywood actress. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she may have a, a vacation home in Boulder. So when you add all those things Ooh. up, it makes the most sense. So you think he's going Hollywood. Say it, Nick. You're a talk show host now. You think he's going Hollywood. Well, I think he went Hollywood already. I mean, he's not going Hollywood. He was already Hollywood. Thanks, Nick. I knew you'd have a lot to say on this. We'll talk to you soon. Of course. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Nick. I'm out of time. I appreciate that. Nick Nick Ferguson, who believes, well, believes Rodgers has gone Hollywood. You know, it's tough to go. It's tough to talk personal life when you're in my position here when you're dealing with athletes at a professional level. I don't know what goes on in his personal life. But most people accurately say that Aaron Rodgers, two girlfriends ago. Okay, so who did he date? No, three girlfriends ago. He had that girlfriend. Her name escapes me that blew up his family. Blew up where Aaron Rodgers didn't talk to his brother who was on The Bachelorette and didn't talk to his parents. Now, I don't know if I'm accurate saying this. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers rebuilt that relationship with his parents. Over a girl. Over a girl. Then he ended up dating Olivia Munn. 
the actor, actress. Beautiful actress, pretty accomplished actress. Broke up with her, went to Danica Patrick, which was really bizarre to me. Is Danica, Danica Patrick was hooking up with a NASCAR driver, and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers wanted that. Okay, so he was with Danica Patrick. And now he's got a new fiancé, and it doesn't seem like he and his family are on the same page. So if you're if you don't talk to your parents over a girlfriend three girlfriends ago, that's going to bring up scrutiny. That's what they talk about in the New York Post. That's what they talk about on these gossip websites. That's what they talk about on TMZ. Don't talk about much of that on NFL.com. Speaking of NFL.com, when we come back, Jim Trotter, friend of the show, I think he's taking a couple of shots at the Raiders and John Gruden. And I enjoy defending John Gruden. I like doing it. I continue to do it, and I I don't apologize to anybody. I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. I support Gruden. He's in the role of head coach. I work for the team, and I'm on the flagship. I want him to do great. Not well, not well I want Gruden to do great. And again, I, I value my friendships by my friendships, not by what other people say who are there criticizing Gruden's draft. So we'll get into that coming up next, what Jim Trotter had to say. We just got the audio in. I think you'll want to hear that. And Jim is a very good writer, a Hall of Fame voter, and he's got a lot of contacts around the Raiders. So we'll get to some of that sound, talk about the NBA. What has to happen for the Golden Knights? I spent a lot of time talking Golden Knights. I wish we had the pulse of the Golden Knight fans here. And what do you think of this game tonight? Let's do it. He is a tough guy. He's very aggressive. He's a powerful right tackle. So I think we're going to run the football better. You know, we like and, and I think we're going to get Josh Jacobs to the second level more cleanly than we did last year. Not just because of Alex, but because I think we're getting younger, more athletic. I, I think we're going to run the football and have some fun next year. I think people are going to like Leatherwood in the run game. Mike Mayock, I like Leatherwood in the run game. I'm not concerned about him in the run game. He can block out the sun. He's a massive human being. He was taken 17th overall. He should be fine in the run game. How is he going to be in pass protection at one of the tackles, at the right tackle position? How does he handle speed rushers coming around his edge or rushers that have multiple moves? Don't know. Tom Cable's going to be working on that daily to hopefully get him up to that speed where he can do that. And I got to believe in that. I got to believe that Gus Bradley on defense is going to coach up the defense and Tom Cable, John Gruden, and John Gruden's really deep offensive play calling staff with Greg Olson and Johnny Morton, guys I know well over a long time. That, that offense is cooking. It's good. But I'd like to see the Raiders throw more. I don't like when the Raiders hand off on first and second down. I don't like when it's third and six and Carr has to – Complete every pass. One deflection, one knockdown, and they're off the field. They're off the field. I like, I'd like to see the Raiders do more no huddle, faster, and for Carr to change more plays. In the evolution with me on the radio with Derek, covering Derek's career, hosting the Derek Carr show when he broke his leg, his ankle, the only thing that I'd like to see Derek do is get better, and he does. So what's left for him to get better at? I think it's him changing the play to what he's comfortable with. 
And I would tell that to Coach Gruden right to his face. I think Coach Gruden dials up the right play. They have the right formation. They see what they want to do. And if Derek sees something at the last second that he likes, take advantage of it and do that. He should. It's his fourth year in the system. And I think he's got to be a lot more aggressive. Uh, no huddle, speed, and taking advantage of mismatches. You got Ruggs, who's a mismatch very fast. You got Waller, who's a mismatch very fast. Also, the Raiders have just relieved Jeff Heath. That just went down moments ago officially. The Raiders have released safety Jeff Heath. We knew that was coming, and we wish Jeff well. Jeff had the two picks in Kansas City. He's a good player, and he came in and played hard, and I'm excited about that. So that's good. And I think this makes a lot of sense. And they went out and got some safeties there. Uh, number 702-365-9200 as we continue on. Let's get out to Kenny G in Kansas City. What's happening? Hey, uh, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, I just want to, that's good to hear. Uh, I just want to say, I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind getting car, uh, not getting car, but, uh, you know, Rogers, but at the same time, I think we, we're going to be all right with Carr, and Carr just needs to keep improving like he's doing, keep working with John Gruden, and start learning to do uh, calls, like you said, make uh, audible calls more to fit his need and his uh, ability. But uh, And if they did trade for Rodgers, as long as they don't ask certain players like Cosby and uh, Walter and uh, a few other players like mm-hmm. Jacobs, I'm not going to give them up. I'll give Carr up maybe and his draft choices, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm we got to still keep our team intact at the same time to get Rodgers. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's and an I interesting also, point. If you if you're in the market to get Aaron Rodgers, you'd have to give up multiple first-round picks along with Derek Carr and maybe another player. But I would agree with you. Right. I think Carr, I think Carr stays. And if you had to give up Carr number ones and two good players, I just wouldn't do the deal. It's just too much to give up for an aging Thank quarterback. Thank you very much. And that's what I say, too. I mean, no offense. If he was younger, like maybe five more years younger, I would say possibility. Wilson, yeah, maybe in that. But uh, Rodgers, no. I mean, I hate to yeah. see him go to uh, Broncos, but I think that's a good fit for him, unfortunately. But I think the Raiders are going in the right track, and I like all the mm-hmm. drafts that they uh, did this year. This way good, way better than last year. Okay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And I think I think that Rodgers has more time left than you think. I think that Rodgers has three – really good seasons in front of him because Brady's productive at 43. So I think that Rodgers, no matter where he ends up playing, you can get three good years out of him. The best fit is Washington because Washington has the biggest need. If he went to the Washington football team, Washington would win double-digit games. They'd win 10 games. They'd have the one seed over Dallas and the Giants and the Eagles. I, I think they would. But I don't think Green Bay wants him in the NFC. They don't want to deal with them in conference. And if he goes to Denver, Denver's secondary is so good, and they got some good players on defense. Vic Vangio is a hell of a defensive coach. I don't think he's a great head coach. He's a good defensive coach. That's the only thing that's not going to change. The only thing that's not going to change with me is I'm not going to mock Aaron Rodgers and tell you that he's not good if he goes to Denver. If he goes to Denver, I am going to tell you every day how big of a concern that is for this team, this organization. I mean, you, you can't sugarcoat it. You cannot sugarcoat it. So here's Jim Trotter, who we've had on the TV show, Talk of the Nation. I've had him on the podcast every year. I got a lot of respect for Jim. And he was on NFL Network and said this about the Raiders. 
Look, in the three seasons under Jack Del Rio, they were 25 and 23. In the three seasons under uh, John Gruden, they're 19 and 29. And I think ultimately the responsibility rests with Mark Davis because he's the one that gave John Gruden the contract and complete control of football operations. But now let's get closer to home and look at Gruden. You know, since he won that Super Bowl in Tampa, he's 64 and 80. In over nine seasons, he's 64 and 80. Out of those nine seasons, only three winning seasons. Out of those nine seasons, only two playoff appearances. Out of those two playoff appearances, no wins. So he's now going into year four with the Raiders in, in, in the second stint, and he's yet to have a winning record. You and I both know three years in the, in the NFL is a lifetime. So he tore down a team that was basically a year removed from the playoffs to rebuild it, and it hasn't turned out the way that he or the Raider fans have wanted. So ultimately, to, to me, you cannot say that they are better now than they were when he took over the franchise. And I'm not saying that they're better. I'm not saying that they're better. I just think there's a John Gruden has a vision for what he's trying to do. And I think he'll achieve that vision and be successful with it. He hasn't yet. That's why he got a 10-year contract. And as Jim Trotter pointed out, he didn't want Jack Del Rio's players. He didn't want it. Jack Del Rio, I only have great things to say about, too. Del Rio took a team to a 12-win team, and they would have won a playoff game if Derek wasn't injured. They would have won a playoff game. No doubt in my mind they would have won, but they didn't. And John Gruden took over the team, and he wanted a different style of team. And I think he has that now. He has the players that he wants. Now the players like John Abram and Damon Arnett and some of the players that he wanted, they got to step up and play well. But I've never doubted the plan. A lot of times the plan doesn't work. I'm a former stockbroker. I watch the market every day. Facebook's at 320 a share. Tesla in the 600s. Amazon. All this. All those companies have a plan. They have a plan. Some of it works out. Some of it doesn't. I believe, I've always believed in the plan of John Gruden. It started with Khalil Mack not being here. I thought Mack should have stayed. They thought that they could do more with the money from Khalil Mack. $90 $90 million in guarantees. Well, $90 million deal, he's going to get every penny of it. Every penny of it, $60 million in guarantees. John Gruden didn't think he could build the team around Khalil Mack because he didn't have any money to do it. Now they're just doing deal after deal after deal trying to get better. But there's no excuses. What Jim Trotter said is fair. And as I always tell you, Gruden can handle all those criticisms. It's not hard to take criticism. I do it every day, multiple times a day. Some people are better there than others. Nick in Long Island. How you been, Nick? I'm good, JT. How are you? Good. I'll be in Long Island in two weeks, coming back to Massapequa to see the folks. All right. It's uh, getting a little warmer here finally, but it's raining a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course. It always rains. Always rains when I come home, Nick. It always <laughs> rains when I come home, or I, I know that, but cry. go ahead. Yeah, I know how you guys have that great Vegas weather, so I'm not going to shed yeah. a tear for you if you get stuck in some rain right. here. <laughs> Listen. This Jim Trotter article, complete garbage. Listen, Jack Del Rio, he did a great job, 12-4. and four. But what people don't remember now, Gruden, they, they love leaving out that detail. It was a year removed from 12-4. and four. Yeah, they went 6-10. and 10. And what they did after the 12-4 and four year, they bring in Jared Cook, Marshawn Lynch, and the offense got significantly worse. They couldn't even – they barely beat Jay Cutler and the Dolphins who came out of retirement. They could barely beat Geno Smith and the Giants in Oakland. They could barely beat Paxton Lynch and the Broncos that year. And they got to 6-10. and 10. Okay. Gruden comes in. Most people, they keep bringing 6-4, and 6-3 the last two years. Yeah. 
horrible, horrible down the stretch to, to, to not miss the playoffs. What people don't bring up, though, is how they got to 6-4 and four and how they got to 6-3. and three. Those schedules the last two years, what was it, in 2019, they didn't have a home game for five weeks. They were in Lambeau. They were playing Deshaun Watson in Houston. This year they had Arrowhead. They played Tom Brady, the Bills, the Saints, and they somehow came out of that 6-3. and three. Listen, they got to finish better. November came around. They got to start playing better defense. Nobody's talking about Yannick and Dockway. That he has just as many sacks and forced fumbles over the last five years as Khalil Mack. Nobody wants to talk about that. Say what you want about John Gruden. He, he, he brings in these players, but he'll get rid of them. If you're not doing your job, he'll get rid of them. And, and the guy, he comes in every offseason, and they try and get better. And that's all I can ask for. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it doesn't work. But God bless him. He's going to try. And, that, and that's all you can ask for. He, people keep bringing up all the failed free agent signings. Yeah, well, guess what? He moved on from them pretty quick. You shoot your shot, it didn't work, get in more guys in here, that, and you keep doing it until you figure it out and something works. I applaud him for it, honestly. These guys, they all have an agenda. They, and, and that article, he throws in how the – how have the Broncos improved, JT? They yeah. stink. That's the only team the Raiders defense could stop. How did they improve? They didn't even get a new quarterback. They got Teddy Bridgewater. Give me – the Broncos improved. The Chargers improved. Every year we got to hear about the Chargers and the Broncos. And every right. year they're worse than the Raiders. Give me a break. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call on that. You know, it's it's a fair assessment of what Gruden took over and what he's doing. But John's legacy, I was just up at Fred Bolitnikoff's and we talk Hall of Fame and legacy. All Coach Gruden has to do is win one more Super Bowl. He walks right in with a gold coat. His impact as a broadcaster, his impact as a coach, if he has two Super Bowl rings, one in Tampa and one in Vegas, he walks right into the Hall of Fame. Without it, he probably doesn't get in. And I think that's part of his legacy. Your record's your record. He knows what the record is. The problem is, is that now he's starting to get players. These players have to be available and play hard for him and win. JT and Summerlin, wrap it up. Go ahead. Hey, JT, I just wanted to touch on one thing that you brief, uh, briefly touched on. It's the running. And I just, I just wanted to – it drives me crazy like it does with you sometimes. John Gruden does a lot of really nice things, a lot of things to like about him. But one personality trait that – seems to hinder him is his stubbornness he wants to run it on first and second down all the time it becomes very very predictable and he always says he wants to be old school smash mouth football well that's not necessarily just running it you have old school smash mouth football is all about the other team knows what you're going to do and you're going to do it anyway just because you're bigger and badder than they are and he has one guy that he can do that with every single game darren waller and he doesn't target Waller. You can be smash mouth football, and instead of targeting Waller two, three times a game, sometimes it was six, seven times a game. How about six, seven times a drive? Back in the days, if you're you're, you're my age, you remember Shaquille O'Neal. Everybody knew Shaquille O'Neal was going to get the ball, drop it in low to him. Nothing you could do about it. You could double team him. Nothing you could do about it. It's coming to Shaquille every single time. We got the same thing with Waller, and instead last year we were running it on first and second down when we got a hodgepodge mismatch of offensive line, you can go quick passes to Waller every single play until they stop you. That's old school smash mouth football. I'd like to got see it. more of that. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. And thanks to Remy Martin. As Remy Martin's got big things happening today with Cinco de Mayo. So if you're heading out to Cinco de Mayo, you know that Quantro will be available at both El Dorado Cantina locations. And then we recommend everybody Head on out to PT's, because PT's does it as good as anybody. When it comes to putting together a party and a Cinco de Mayo party, 
PT's has it not only for today, it's from May 1st to 7th, $4 Patron Silver Shots and $5 Patron Silver Margaritas. Go to PT's tonight, an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'll get into the Knights tomorrow. They need this game in a big way. Have a great Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. All right, take care.